0: please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. There...
1: Did you realise that .tv websites are uh, us, uh, like registered in Tuvalu?
0: Ah, I thought they were just television sites. Yeah, I thought it
1: was like .television. <laughs> yeah, you know the the Tuvalu government suddenly realised they were onto a gold mine when they got given .tv <laughs> as the national domain for free, and so um, they like drastically increased their GDP just by allowing people to use registered domains in their region.
0: Oh right. Fair enough. That's um, I mean, that's pretty so, smart to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's a good call.
0: Yeah. For it's them to have named for... their their country T V years before T V was even invented. Those guys were onto something. <laughs> <laughs> hat. They've also um unfortunately got a high volume of transvestites <laughs> registered. <laughs>
1: to that
0: sweet, sweet tuberculosis. Wait, what? Transvestites created tuberculosis? <laughs> I
1: mean, I didn't say that. You did. Yeah. The record show.
0: You know, I couldn't have said that because I'm wired shut. Cue track music. Oh. Dun, dun, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just California. Had a rip off
1: of that Foxy <laughs> Lady song, right? I was going to say
0: that just sounds like Dani California.
1: I was going for Foxy Lady, but I guess I missed. It. <laughs> hey, you got Borderlands Three, eh? I did indeed. How is it?
0: Um, I really don't want to be doing this podcast, so I can be playing it right now. <laughs> I'm being perfectly honest. Is that right? Um, well, I do Since I, I bought it for the last was... week, I don't want to do anything. It's it's a good game. But play Yeah,
1: I was kind of bandwagoning with the whole. Um, you shouldn't buy that game because it's doing a lot of um, anti consumer shit.
0: What, like loot boxing and. Um...
1: Pay to win elements refusing to be on Steam.
0: Ah, right. I didn't realize like it was doing, doing the pay to win stuff either.
1: Um...
0: I have no problem with <laughs> Epic Games trying to be a um, competitor to Steam. It might force Steam to drop their prices to some degree. At least for New Which, Zealand. Like New Zealand prices fucking suck on them. It's
1: shown what it's doing. If anything, it's just going to raise prices across the market.
0: Yeah, possibly. But I mean, when Epic Games are giving you free games to own. Yeah. Just to sign up. I'm like, yeah, of course. Well, I don't care. I, get, I wouldn't have thought to get all the Batman titles for free and Metro for free if they hadn't forced me to use it to download Borderlands.
1: Yeah, they're trying to do is give you enough games that you feel like you have a entrenched existence within their, yeah. ma- their garden, if you like, and then that hopefully makes you buy games in there. Yeah,
0: and I mean, their accessibility for, um, like, game engines as well seems quite good. From like their own game engine? Well, when I open it up, it... Um... Oh god! Why aren't you letting me click off the page? You son of a bitch! Sorry, I need to launch. You mean
1: Unreal? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like um.
1: Yeah, well, because what it does is that they they do the logic of you get the um. Uh, you you get the technology for free, mm-hmm. and then anything you do with it, they take a cut off.
0: Yeah, which like is fine. Just
1: fine, but
0: how, how is that any different to any other you know, game publisher?
1: Valve will let you sell games on their platform using their engine, and you don't have to pay them any more than you normally do just for listing a game and selling.
0: Ah, okay. I didn't know that.
1: Because um, basically if you make a game with the Source engine, you're essentially just making a Half-Life 2 mod.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but I, I don't know. It just... What I don't like for a start is it's it's Epic Games is, is a decent percentage of it owned by a evil Chinese mega corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they? Any time
0: um... the Epic
1: Games launcher, it, it trolls your computer for a whole bunch of information and then uploads it to a server.
0: Right. Okay. So like...
1: granted, most programs do that now, but whatever. It also directly scans your Steam user files. Because it's 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 like an active sort of um, company versus company war Mm. on your computer. Um, But it's the problem with it is with Steam you get an existing friends base, you get the workshop, you get the community stuff, you get the support level, you get the ability to sell games. Uh, not sell games like return games and all that stuff it's there are aspects of steam that are not good for the developer because developers lose 30 cents on every dollar i think it is for a game they sell
0: mm.
1: um but in terms of wins for the consumer and just general ease of use and general universal ease of use mm. steam is hard one sort of and
0: who controls Val- the- um, who controls Sorry. the price point on Steam is it the, is um. it, the is it is it Steam, is it Valve or is it the developers putting, this, putting the games on there
1: uh, you set your own prices I understand it but you, yeah. your, the cut they take is a Scalable, flat rate that you right. don't
0: get any yeah. control of um, yeah okay well that explains why New Zealand like games are still what, like 120 New Zealand dollars new on there if you're buying from New Zealand, which makes no sense yeah. with a with a Steam platform, you'd think there is no well, New Zealand in Steam. Uh, it's just Steam.
1: There's there's long since been a tax basically on games coming into Australasia because there was a perceived need to localize them mm, mm. and make a specific like um, PAL South Asia copy for Oceania. Mm. And that sort of added an extra twenty dollars ish to any game price. And as time has gone on, and because things are still relatively region locked, even though that's not a thing anymore, they never lowered the RRP on those products. Yeah, because it was just a piece of free revenue. So why would you?
0: Yeah, exactly. So now they need more um, legislation to come in to, to shut that down. Even though the other ones, the, the governments, are the ones that caused it in the first place. And it's not even our government. Like, we, we don't even have our own real proper industry standards and laws. We just, even for films, we just usually carbon copy what Australia does.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how much with this, like a time and money saving for our people, maybe. Mm. But yeah.
0: But it created um, in, the, in the early 2000s, at least. I don't know. It feels like it's better now. But I feel like back in the day when we were growing up, like, we wouldn't get video games that Australia deemed too violent. Like, yeah, we too still violent.
1: get that sometimes. Like, mm. um, we lost, was it Mortal Kombat 9 never released here?
0: Yeah, and same with um, Man, like Manhunt was the first instance of that. Yeah. Because they deemed it too violent.
1: Yeah, I remember um, I got a cease and desist from Rockstar once when I was like, 14 or something so i tried to torrent um manhunt on psp all right and it it was a pre-release leak
0: oh right okay so
1: but i knew damn well it was already banned from classification in my region Mm. because just yeah apparently a game that's essentially a murder simulator is not okay but how many other games are not also just murder simulators?
0: Yeah, exactly. And you just and you, uh, the good news is we don't really have those conversations anymore when it comes to video game standards. I don't think we do anyway. Um I, I think Grand the, the
1: puritanical f- views on that shit has kind of fallen by the wayside. But I mean we still have our our version of Grand Theft Auto five is censored.
0: Is it? Yeah. What do they stop you from doing?
1: Is it Grand Theft Auto 5 or is it Red Dead 2?
0: Because I know that Grand Theft Auto 5, like I remember when that game came out, I was at uni and so there were people, it was all over the news constantly. Yeah. Um, and everyone was had it, an opinion about whether or not we sh- it should be allowed to be There was
1: GTA 4. Was that 4? We're, we're too old.
0: Yeah. No, that was 5. It was 5. No, nah, because huh?
1: 4 removed prostitutes entirely. Ah, uh, yeah, right. So did Red Dead Redemption. They just wiped them out of the like Oceania cut of the game. Mm. I remember because um, a, a friend of ours imported one through Asia, and he got an English language game from presumably Europe. Mm. And so it was Red Dead Redemption, but it did have you could talk to, you could interact with the prostitutes and the and the saloons whereas on the version i had if you tried to if they propositioned you you would just say i'm married sorry
0: which is fucking bizarre considering new zealand and australia at that time had legalized prostitution and possibly the two only countries that got copies of the game got we
1: are not puritanical countries at all no it always weirds me out when we have stricter content laws than the united states
0: or just stricter content content laws compared to our actual laws it's yeah. like saying we're not going to depict video games that uh, not allow video games that depict alcohol or drug use. Yeah, in Australia, that's
1: a major thing. Australia still does. If you don't, if your game makes reference to real drugs, real world drugs, it it will be automatically banned mm-hmm. classification.
0: Yeah, that's why Bethesda had to change all of their Fallout names.
1: Which, in hindsight, why did Bethesda change the names at all?
0: How do you mean? Like, why did they...
1: Because what what they did was they took, like, all the different stems and stuff from the original Fallout game and then Mm. they, for some reason, decided they wanted to rename them their real-world equivalent.
0: Yeah. Uh, And they've since come out and said that was a terrible idea. We should have just named them what they were named because those are cooler-sounding names. Yeah, it was
1: a... Like, they were... Maybe they were doing it for a point of difference from the old games or just to, like be daring so that they would get headlines and advertise the game a bit? Yeah. Because why would you change the, um, why would you change those when when you're making a newer version of an existing game and they drag through so much of the lore but not that part
0: apparently? Yeah, exactly. It's like this is clearly isn't an, a real world. Um, yeah, there's... So why are you trying to... Fallout
1: is not a particularly realistic game as much as...
0: Maybe they were trying to, to First person kind of map a like-for-like like with what the guns were called, which were, apart from obviously the plasma ones, like the, the carbines were called carbines and the nine mils were called the nine mils. There wasn't any yeah. sort of stupid name for the weaponry in any sense. Um, then
1: those games got weird. Why did they have real world guns and their like cartoon fallout guns in the same because that that's consistent with the old games i just don't get why they did it like oh. why can you get an m16 but you can also get like a um a neo 60s looking assault rifle
0: um i i think it was because oh i don't know could could you yeah, argue that weird, up to a certain choice? Yeah, up to a certain point that they there's a divergent point in time in the Fallout series where up until this point in time it was like for like with our world, and then from this date onwards it wasn't. Well, that's no, it's not
1: because they're in the sixties, but it's like the two thousand two hundreds or something. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it was more of a case of just. um they were trying to establish, like, because it, it's sort of written into the law in certain ways that there were multiple, um, there was sort of old tech and newer tech sitting at the same time. And because they, they were sort of right at the edge of a technological revolution when everything went to shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you just got to mix so of it, both it worlds. Did,
1: so, so that stuff was sort of there, but it was very fringe. And then the older stuff was still very much.
0: Modern, useful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Saw on Reddit the other day that um, the Patriot rifle from Metal Gear Solid Three is a real gun. It was on paper a handgun. Oh shit! (laughs) Have you seen it?
0: No. Um, so it's
1: an M sixteen with no stock and a short barrel.
0: Yeah.
1: And it has one of those um, double mags on it.
0: What's it called? Patriot gun. Again. Again. oh yeah right 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 so that was a real thing
1: yeah yes it was a it was a real 90s firearm it, it got banned in the 90s i think with the sort of some of the anti-government shit that happened at that time period but yeah on paper it was legally like classed as an automatic handgun yeah
0: just so reading it's Based on an M16 variant called the M231 firing port weapon, first produced in 19 yeah. in the 1980s and designed to be fitted to the hull gun ports of early Bradley IVFs. IFVs. Sorry. IVFs. Is it an IFV? <laughs> yeah. What's an IFV? Uh, good question. There's no hyperlink, so I'm going to have to flip. Uh It's a tank. It's the M2 Bradley. Oh. So they were designed initially to be equipped to those. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, M16s. M16s to be attached to those, yeah. Which would explain why it's shorter and, like, handgun-sized. Yeah.
1: Weird, too, how it's got, like, that stubby bit because it needs to for the size of the mechanism, I assume, but it's got no stock on it.
0: It's 65% the same gun as an M16. So yeah, but I think it, it holds
1: a much smaller round. Mm. So, yeah, 223 instead of a 556 five, or something like that. Because if, if it was a full size round, then it would do a backflip in your hand every time you pulled the trigger. Mm. Um, yeah, I just thought that was funny that that turned out to be a real gun. Especially with that double drum mag on it. The. the boss has, but yeah, on on Metal Gear Solid when you fight the boss, she has it, and then after you kill her, you get it as like a new game plus weapon right? and every time you ready the gun, it starts playing the American National (laughs) 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 Anthem It's either the anthem or it's that um, one of those patriotic songs that they play I don't know Stars and Stripes
0: or something, yeah. yeah
1: Deal, Hail to the Chief or one of those like triumphant sounding things uh so yesterday charlotte from um wide Shot fame um and i went and visited the auckland scientology church so unbeknownst to me um charlotte signed us up for that as part of like auckland heritage tours for city
0: heritage month oh right okay is that on there Um, as part of the heritage thing or is the building? Yeah,
1: so it's it's an extremely old building. I see, okay. When it was first built, it was like a, um, it was a facility designed to train Moldy in like the English language and Christian religion to try and convert them.
0: Right. Naturally, um, okay. And then
1: it was like a, I think sort of a, um, what, is, what's, what do you call it where you like, place where you go to be trained to be a priest
0: Uh, seminary yeah seminary
1: seminary seminary, oh man i'm on the scientology
0: new zealand website yeah
1: the what scientology
0: yeah scientology-auckland.org oh yeah oh so many like new like uh, normal new zealanders like videos. Meter Scientologist, Kerry's a wood sculptor. Charmaine, an antique dealer. Paula, a mother. Peter, an electrical engineer.
1: What's the website called? Scientology.
0: Scientology-Auckland.org. Oh.
1: Um. Yeah, so, and then after it was a seminary and then it was part of some of the universities and then eventually it was an art school Mm. and then it became Scientology. It's
0: a phenomenally cool building, though. I have to admit.
1: It it was trashed before they poured bajillions into it, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. It was just too tired and too expensive to keep, keep in one piece. But, like
0: oh they've got treadmills in the kitchen Weird.
1: yeah it's like a it's like a cleansing space mm.
0: they love their read, um, don't
1: they? yeah they they everything's got these fucking triumphant looking logos and like screens with motion backgrounds on them everywhere um there were at least two or three bookshops in the entire facility, which cracked oh, no. me up.
0: Um, it I saw—I like w- really breeze. wanted
1: to take a photo of it, but I didn't. But it was like a chart that showed the different levels you could move through.
0: Oh, those are the and those are the, the levels that are willing to. And yeah, shit. Those are the levels they're willing to tell you about as well.
1: Yeah, mm. and then once you get past clear, and then you start to get into the weird shit where they like give you a letter about the origins of civilization, the earth and shit.
0: Scientology um, ministers. Let's have a look. It
1: was it was an extremely, like... It's an extremely American religion. Everything's sort of big and high production value, but also tacky.
0: Yeah. You can tell by the way that they've um, taken some of these photos. There's just... How can, like something they they have an
1: animated logo that's on all their videos as an intro thing and the animated logo is like eight seconds long
0: oh no so it's like okay (laughs) it just
1: even once it finishes it just forces you to watch it gleam like five or six different ways for a few seconds before it gives up and moves on to whatever's coming next
0: and i wonder what kind of like auditory tones have been laid over the eight seconds that are like meant to kind of stick in your brain or (laughs) or chip away at something in some degree eh? there's got to be some sort of stupid half science and involved in some of those things but i just wonder how can um, something that's like how can a building made up of so much like red oak and remu look so cheap (laughs) yeah that's a nice looking bookshelf until you look at it and you realize that looks like Absolute shit. Why is that here? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, really
1: does. Um, we went in there, and so we we we're going for the tour, and we. Is it just that Americans bit, don't so have taste? Is that what that is?
0: Like their, their yeah, pretty much. Um, decor and uh, architectural style is just just not good.
1: Yeah. No. Well, they they have no architectural style because, as a civilization, their country is so big and wide and flat that mm. you just build buildings to the space you have, and there's nothing architectural forced upon you by your environment. So you mm. just end up with huge buildings that are all just square.
0: Yeah. So they're a Sims game.
1: Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and
0: do you want this I building to be three by three or four like, by four? Yeah.
1: I think something like they, they're obsessed with things like cherry wood, which looks like cheap shit. Yeah. That's
0: what I'm looking um, at. I think. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so we went in there and we went past the receptionist who seemed relatively cagey and potentially wasn't even sure there was a, um, a tour, a tour on at all. Hmm. And then um, Charlotte wanted to use the bathroom, so we went through into a like a this triangular courtyard, just through the main part of the building that sort of everything else satellites off of. Mm. And while she was in the bathroom, I was wandering around, and then I found. I, have you seen Going Clear? No, I haven't. Okay, so every Scientology facility has a office for Hubbard.
0: Oh fuck really just in case he pops in <laughs> yeah basically
1: like i'm sure at some point there was actually an original office that he did sit in but as it is now they basically just set up an office and it's like it's it has r- got a plaque and, a, and a, a ribbon across the doorway and it's kind of like a shrine to him
0: yeah this is where the um where the true believers come to jerk off
1: basically yeah and so i was just standing there reading the plaque and looking inside because that to me is like sort of the height of the insanity of the whole situation mm. and i was very aware that this weird creepy looking kind of hobbly lady with two very different sized eyes and huge like coke bottle glasses was like ambling towards me dragging a black bagel on the ground bubbles i don't know um
0: Something I was like, Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm extremely aware that this woman's coming towards me, but I'm just gonna ignore her because well, <laughs> <fucking laughs> then she gets right up beside me and she goes, What are you doing here? Um, you and
0: should she have asked says, her the same you, thing. Are you
1: here to attend, attend a class? Yeah, so her first question was to distinguish whether, in fact, I was a member of the church or not. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, we're actually here on the tour. Oh, uh... and then, um you have Charlotte sees me being like accosted by the strange lady and I'm just letting her feel uncomfortable because I don't care and I know that she's strange yeah. and the whole thing's strange. Um and then Charlotte walks in and is like, oh yeah, we're here for this heritage tour and she's all bubbly and mm. that like the second Charlotte turns up, the woman's tone changes and she's not nearly as sort of trying to be scary as she was when R- she was just talking to me. So then we walk back to the entranceway mm. and the lady walks back to the entranceway, stares at us the entire time, and but takes a different route there. So she's like watching us from sort of a catwalk as she matches us pace <laughs> by pace. Oh, by that's was so
0: creepy. It was so that's fucking
1: weird. I was waiting and for like a moment for we like Charlotte into to... into the foyer, yeah. she's in the exact same room as us. She t- pushes a um, button on an elevator. Yeah. And then proceeds to turn around, stand complete body facing and stare straight at us while we just read a plaque on a wall. Yeah, yeah. And she just stood there staring, just death staring us until the elevator opened and she could finally leave. Yeah, yeah, she went up in the elevator and looked at us through the glass wall as she went. Holy shit. And that was the weirdest part of the whole experience. Um, so long the story short, building is absolutely covered in cameras and look and listening devices.
0: Yeah. So long story short, you guys obviously propositioned her for a threesome. Um, yeah. And that's what this episode's yeah. really about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then
1: we went into the waiting area for the tour.
0: Yeah.
1: And there was us, an older lady, and a, I don't know whether a couple or what, but it was like a, a really tall white dude and a small Asian dude that was sort of mingling about doing their own thing, but, yeah. um, I think they might've actually been like architecture students, but I'm not sure. Um, we initially, cause like the lady talked to us, the, another member of the tour talk group talked to us and we, I was like dropping saddle things to try and work out whether she knew whether like we were fully thinking, is this a plant?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like was it? So the person taking the tour was somebody taking part of the heritage tour, not somebody from science. No, no, no. They were okay. staff. Okay. Oh, they were. Okay.
1: There was no one on site but us five in the tour group and then staff. Oh
0: man. And so did uh, the people in the tour group the tour drop was... off one by one?
1: No, nah, everyone seemed. Um, we we got to a point where some of us, especially between uh, me, Charlotte, and the old lady, were all sort of like looking at each other and sort of struggling not to giggle when <laughs> they sent you. Um but like we got to go into a full on Scientology church room and got showed a really long, boring historical video thing. Um hosted by some woman that kept talking about how she was a Methodist and part of a historical society and it was a Methodist historical society and right, right. she was boring. Um, And and it was was filled in with like a whole bunch of stock after effects, transitions and shit that also had Scientology logos on
0: them. Oh my God, you can buy all of his books, all the beginning books for $310. (sighs) Dianetics, the problems of work, clear body, clear mind, the evolution (laughs) of a science, Scientology, the fundamentals of thought, the way to happiness, a new slant of life, which I feel like is vaguely um, racist. There's no Asians on the cover. <laughs> um, the original thesis, handbook for pre-clears and self-analysis.
1: There's, um,
0: I'm just expecting one of they these. They had to have actual Krupp-tank e-meters the sitting around. Oh, did they? What do they look like?
1: Um, like pseudo sci-fi shit from the 90s. Nice. Okay. They look like Props. And whilst you were shown them, you were never shown what the screen looks like for the person auditing
0: you. Oh, so you have to play battleships with the results.
1: So it's, because well, all it is basically is like a heart rate meter.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, you
1: hold on to a thing, they ask you challenging questions, and if your heart rate spikes at all, then that means you feel guilty about it, and that means that uh you know, they know they can push you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think
0: but of depending course on where it's done,
1: they're also recording and noting everything you're saying to yeah. be used against you if need be.
0: And yet though they are anti um, psychology, right? Because yeah. what they're doing there isn't at all psychological.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. Well it's there there are as as this as going clear sort of says, there are aspects of it that are just genuine self help type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes so much further than that. And let's face it: when all the notable people in your religion are like, mostly Hollywood's most noted people, that everyone's pretty sure are so deep in the closet, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the other thing. Did you know Hubbard killed himself using his own tech?
0: <laughs> no. What? What? Oh, I need to look this up um no
1: hubbard created like an electric current device that he thought would like help him on to the next something or other and they built it And like the guy that helped him build it was like you know if you use this you will die then he's like no no i i have to oh
0: I so he didn't even then like purposefully he basically himself electrocuted
1: proven. himself died and then the church reported on it that he would ascended to a high level of being <laughs> Um, also David Miscavige, the guy who was actually in charge of modern Scientology and is yeah. Um So whereas Hubbard was basically just a crazy egotistical dude who didn't really care what the church was doing as long as he got to live the lifestyle he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Miscavige is the one that wants it to be like a totalitarian like control organization. Yeah, yeah he's also shorter than tom cruise and yeah i've seen that reason, video where he like,
0: shakes his hands like god lord that he makes tom cruise look big yeah you can tell he's just a weedy little cunt of a man
1: yeah he's i mean he, he basically is his own gestapo too yeah. and they do forcibly imprison people also his wife went missing a few years ago and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they never really addressed it
0: like where is what's her name? Yeah, I said Linda.
1: Um if you look around the facility they've got like to the there's the books mm. but there's also like the premium versions of the books that come in like these sort of fake metal plastic case things. Okay. So like I think you can buy like the the entry level books or you can be like a real believer and buy the gilded versions of the oh, book. <laughs>
0: Buying Just, the same dif- same copy of a different version of Harry Potter because this one has a yeah. has a picture on the front that's a little bit different
1: because this one looks cooler on your bookshelf and um, you can flex on the other people in your made up fantasy mm. world. Um, yeah, there was there was cameras and what looked like listening devices all over all the communal buildings, but not in some of the out buildings. Oh, right. um, we were never taken anywhere where anyone was actually doing anything.
0: Yeah, I wondered about that. Is it, is it vacant most of the time? There surely can't be that many members to justify the size of that building in this country. There
1: was staff you could see doing things. Yeah. What those things were, I have no idea.
0: Dragging a black pa- like a black bag across the ground for some reason. Apparently, or she yeah, going to put I you in there. was
1: just doing some washing or something. But. Because they were wearing uniforms and then she was just wearing like black clothes, I think.
0: Oh, I <laughs> like wonder if that was David. Dancer. Maybe that was David Miscavige's wife. You just didn't know what she looked like. There's no photos of her. I mean I them. have
1: seen her before and this lady looked it if not. it was her. She's seriously mutated since then.
0: <laughs> um so you're hiring mutants now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Charlotte and I got out the front door at the end and just cracked up laughing (laughs) all the way back to the car. (laughs) She's like, what the fuck is that place? (laughs) Oh, man. It's honestly, you really just... Is there one in Wellington?
0: I hope so. You got to go. No, there's only one in Auckland. Okay. By the look of it.
1: um, It's creepy that you see the photos and you realize Miss Cavage opened it.
0: Oh, so, he can't, so he's actually he can...
1: been to that facility. Wow. Um, And I noticed the same thing with, like like I think I said to you in a the text, the, the fact that I knew enough to know about the Hubbard office and what it was and why it was an interesting part that I would want to look at.
0: Yeah. That raised some eyebrows, did it?
1: I think was what raised the suspicion, right? Because that is information you wouldn't know unless you're a member or unless you were anti Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, how would you have ever heard of it? Yeah. Oh, <coughs> Same with Miss Cavage's name.
0: I oh, have no. He doesn't like
1: to be somebody that's very publicly known.
0: Yeah. That's why he never so talks you, to the media right that's why he he never actually addresses the public in any sort any form of fashion or like he's nah. apparently a spiritual leader, but doesn't take that as like he plays it cult style like he's not actually out there um
1: yeah well he I think he used to be, and then as time went on, he was less and less successful at it yeah and but he was more and more powerful within the church, so eventually he just stopped doing it.
0: Yeah. I'm reading um, the article that went up uh, a couple of years ago when it first opened, because people obviously went through and toured it. Um, Yeah. There's a purification centre. Apparently it's 170 church volunteers, so those people don't get paid to be there.
1: That doesn't surprise me. The Um, woman that took the tour had been a Scientologist for the last 30 years. Holy shit.
0: So she's pre... Current state, well, thirty years isn't that long ago, is it? It's the late eighties.
1: Well, I, I think that's like within Hubbard's lifetime.
0: Mm. Apparently, there's a sauna there. It's where you get okay. medically monitored. Uh, you take vitamins and you sweat out different toxins. So, all right, okay, so Scientology is just a gay sauna. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and the the. Apparently, the multi. Can, the um non-denominational so they don't care apparently Mind you're other religions. they're pan-denominational so it's an ideal church where it embodies the beliefs and practices of Ron Hubbard but it's unique to them that they open it to the community so, mm, are right. they,
1: well they, they open it in the hope that you come in and then yeah, become yeah. one of them like every that. church um, is like
0: that right? it's not a thing yeah um, you just accept their practices while you're in their doors and do your thing
1: yeah yeah um, the you know how a you know how the you go into a church and they have that sense of grandeur to them, but mostly that's just because the building's really old. Yeah, yeah. When you go into this place, you really get the sense that they've tried to manufacture that sense of grandeur and it just doesn't really work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well it's because there's no so real history sort of, to it. Everyone knows how old Scientology is. Um, everyone knows that it's, yeah. well, it's not a legitimate... There's no real... I mean, I feel a certain degree to that when I'm walking through a church or something that has been built with an older religion. It still has a sense of uh, these walls. They've got a little bit of, like, grandeur to them. But what you guys are placed in here and doing day-to-day just seems tacky and... Yeah. Either tacky that, That's and...
1: the sort of anachronism of um, religion itself. Yeah. We don't respect anything in society that is old. Like, you don't have reverence for an old cell phone. No. But for some reason, a religion that has stayed the same way and not had any new grand religious spiritual event that has pushed that forward in thousands of years is somehow more important than a religion that's been developed in modern times. Yeah, yeah. But that actually doesn't make sense, but...
0: Oh, it depends what we... Yeah, I mean yeah are we wired to constantly create the newest and greatest and best thing? Is that what our actual core function is is to develop and design because you know um, churches and religion are kind of the antithesis to that, right? They're like we've found the best thing we've made it, so this is what everything should aspire yeah, well, think to be yeah I they we go any further than this, and it's no longer what this is, which is the best thing we've developed.
1: I think it's just a completely unnecessary thing that on a certain percentage of the population it's able to insinuate why it needs to exist. Mm. And if you've never grown up with anything else, you don't realize that it doesn't need to, need to exist. Mm. It's like all those people that believe that um, they only have morality because of
0: their religion. Yeah, yeah, right. They've got that social construct. And then construct you're like, well,
1: no, I've never been religious a day in my life. I don't kill and rape
0: exactly um the concept of both killing and raping and not killing and raping existed before this religion and it existed after as well so it's not what you think it is
1: no and um the i remember hearing it was on the podcast the scathing atheist he was talking about the sensation of religious people when they have negative thoughts they're taught that that's the devil in their own head. And when mm. they have like positive thoughts, they're taught that that's God's guiding hand. Mm, mm. And He sort of said, imagine the concept of being inside your own head and all the voices and they are not your own to you. Well,
0: that's bicameralism, isn't it? I don't or know that. Touches. Uh, we, we talked about it in a previous episode. There was... Um... I think from our very early episodes, actually, where you, you know how you talked about that guy who went through the Amazon rainforest?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what that might... was. Did that even release, or was that one of the, the negative episodes?
0: That might have been like, one of the negatives, like, yeah. I think that was one of the. That
1: might have been like m- minus one or minus two, like one of the original episodes before. Yeah.
0: But I mean, I've talked about it before. It was
1: weird shit, and it was a conspiracy podcast.
0: Yeah. So bicameralism is the concept that. Um, you're not actually in control of your own actions, and that your consciousness is a facade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's something your brain has taught itself to believe, because you're not actually in control of your actions. You're on autopilot. You're you're viewing what's going on, and you're not really in control. And that free will is a concept that has been constructed through our DNA and yep. through our human mind we to just uh,
1: create a subtle narrative.
0: Yeah, but there's a slight there's a theory that ties to that, which is at, at a certain point in history the reason why we used to worship gods and uh, believed in spirits and saw demons and ghosts and witches and all of that kind of um, paranormal stuff.
1: understanding of our own internal monologues?
0: Yeah, it was because if somebody said, I see something over there that I can't explain, it's red and it has horns, somebody else, or like mm. there's something in my head that has, is red and has horns and it's talking to me and telling me to do things, other people wouldn't know how to conceptualize that, so they'd also start seeing that and start thinking that's a real and shared and common belief because they didn't understand their consciousness. Then there was a click. There was either a a gradual shift across humanity or there was this hard shift in a certain breed of human, which we eventually kind of took over. And You could think of it like a disease or um, a mutation of some kind where we started to conceptualize um, the thoughts in our head as our own and not the voices mm. of other things, but there was a strain of humanity that did believe, or that all humanity potentially did think that way. Um, and we, that's why up that, until that a certain point in time. That would be an interesting
1: thing to understand a shift. Yeah, There's a, I'm sure I read something the other day that suggested we've semi-identified that it's other a, animals can do that.
0: Yeah, and it's a brilliant way to explain away why, that we, that for some reason, general. a thousand years ago, we a thousand years ago we believed in God or gods.
1: I mean, you only have to look at the world around you and have no great scientific knowledge to understand why people create God.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's from our point um, of view right now. But if you were to... Yeah, it, it's... If there was such a, a human mind that thought and conceived and perceived things completely differently, would they actually be considered human? That's part of the discussion as well. Like, if you well, tried if to you communicate even, with them, would it actually called be... called
1: Everything... And, um the it's weird the, the the trailer for it is like 11 minutes long. I'll send you the link for it don't listen to it now but mm. um, I don't know whether the game is fun to play but the trailer is basically just looking at the game moving while um, there's a, a speech being.
0: So it's just like a, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's an interactive experience narrated by. Oh,
1: and wow, he's okay. literally just talking about um, perspective and point of view. Yeah, he said, you Which know, is, like yeah, to yeah. the gr- to the, you know, like we call ourselves a, a human yeah. or a, a person, but to the, you know, to any given creature at any stage of life in its own world it is a person if you like
0: yeah yeah it is
1: and that it, it can't understand things below or above it and the things that are below it when it sees them it sees them as a vague sort of happy harmony mm, mm. but when you actually view them from their level anything below you is actually a horrific struggle at all times and then just the further you zoom uh, out the a, more everything becomes like a happy equilibrium.
0: Yeah, and that's a brilliant way to think about it. Like we because naturally if we look at the order of things below us, like what we consider the below us nature, there's a mm. rhythm to it and we think, Oh, you yeah. know, ecosystems, everything works together because we understand the patterns and the impacts of how these things connect out because we're looking down on them to see how they're connected. Yeah. But yeah, then you yeah. do those ground floor documentaries where the camera's at the bottom of the, of the rainforest and you see ants demolishing each other to try to get access mm. to something. You realize, oh, fuck, that's just chaos 24-7, huh? Yeah.
1: It's not actually and about the-
0: achieving some sort of grand grandiose connection to the world and everyone's got their part to play. It's like, they have been wired to do one thing.
1: Yeah, no, we, we just have enough things all trying desperately to survive in tandem that they all sort of keep each other in check to some
0: extent. Or well, they don't, yeah, and then something, fo- something shifts there, right? But we see that as part yeah. of the natural order of things, that things die out and things get discovered and things evolve. We've, we've labeled, we've slapped that label across everything to explain away the fact that we don't connect with those things, and but mm. they somehow exist.
1: Well, it's always like, you know, you could be in a war zone, but if you zoom up 12 kilometres, what do you see? You just see a nice sky. Yeah. You see a continent that you can't see things on the ground.
0: And if you do see those things on the ground, they're just moving around, right? Yeah. And you watch them long enough, you start to see the patterns of how they're moving around and how some things get taken away from some other things, but you don't really think that's life and death necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. Spooky.
1: Yeah, well, um, didn't they work out that it was like the herding patterns of some animals when you view them from far enough away, they actually fulfill a, it's like a mathematic equation or something. Mm -hmm. Like they, they realized it's, it's like the more you look at the patterns, the more you realize that there is way less
0: um, chaos to the way things are.
1: Way less chaos than you would think here and everything. There are actually universal languages through in, through all tiers of things that make sense and connect them all together. Mm. And are consistent and constant. Um,
0: well, yeah, and then, yeah, God, it just blows the mind even just trying to think about it and trying to conceptualize what a higher form of thinking would look like to us and what we potentially have seen of that already that we've explained through aliens yeah. that we think is, you know, interdimensional beings or grey aliens with big black eyes or um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Bigfoot. I mean, as, I think as, <laughs> as he puts it in the video... mysterious universe go to
0: it, in Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. I think as he puts it in the video, like, you know, to us, a wooden table is uh, rock solid. Yeah. But if you're small enough that that is barely like a lattice, and if you're even smaller, then it's like the distances between planets.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so are we just a cosmic atom on somebody's dinner table?
1: Yeah. What? Well, and then you then you get into those weird things where like like is is the nature of matter sort of some sort of infinite fractal curve thing Mm. where if you zoom out you just start to see the same image you're already looking at at Mm. a different level type of thing Mm. because I mean we've already established that um, you know space time doesn't have to be no
0: I mean if you think about something that was large enough to just crush our entire planet between its fingers how would we experience that and how long would it take to us to them it might just be an instant just smushing us between their fingers yeah but like we're sitting here being smushed and we don't know how long it's actually taking we're not aware of it even happening potentially whatever we do perceive that is happening to us we don't necessarily equate with something that's doing something willfully Mm. we can't make that connection because how could we It just doesn't make sense to us
1: yeah, I mean, we, like, somebody well, could explain
0: can... it to us yeah. after the fact that it's happened, or while it's happening, but it would have to be explained from one of us to another one of us. There's no way somebody somebody could connect, make it... Would so yeah, so you
1: can you can measure distortions in space-time, but can you experience them?
0: Surely. We're exper- you have to assume that we experience them to some degree every second well, of the why day. Why would right? you? I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, like, to, to what standard do you actually experience them as... Like it might...
1: if you're on if you're in the movie you don't experience the movie pausing rewinding fast forwarding
0: yeah true it's just a moment in time right you don't have any concept- yeah okay or, you're
1: not I, I don't see why you could um, and short of visibly seeing things like time dilation for teaching yeah yeah experiencing I don't know physical
0: increased weight
1: or something weird like that mm. I don't know they're all questions so they don't have to have
0: we really come full circle understand? after two years of recording these episodes where we've come straight back to a conspiracy
1: <laughs> this has been the last episode <laughs> of, of my, my show <laughs>
0: um, no but we will wrap it up there though um,
1: yeah I think it's good spot. Yeah. moral of the story is Scientology's a crock of shit Yep. Uh, they have a very well-appointed horrific building.
0: And um, David Miskovich is a tiny little man. Tiny, yeah, tiny little man. Cool. All right, well, that's us. You can uh, find us at wiredchatpod.com on all the good mm-hmm. uh, platforms to listen to podcasts: the uh, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Stitcher. And uh... buy the merch. Yeah, buy the merch, man. We're on the uh, T Public forward uh, slash wide shut podcast you can find us get yourself a t-shirt you with a nice little mouth logo and a little duck face we and must
1: it. have like a personalized
0: surely it's out there folks you'll find it we'll link it to the show notes don't
1: call me sure
0: and uh yeah we'll catch you next time we out.